So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media? Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Hello, folks. Welcome back to another episode of Raising Daughters. Dr. Tim Jordan here. I'm here today with a couple of uh, women who are college age. They're about, what are you, like 20, 19? 19 and, yeah, both 19. And they've had some experiences in college, so I thought it'd be interesting for you all to hear about what's going on in college for for women today. Uh, There's been a lot of data out in the last half dozen years about the mental health of college students. And it's not, it's very sobering, the results. For instance, in a couple of studies, they showed that when they asked college students, how many of you are so depressed that it's hard to function? Females, 33%. How many of you felt very sad? Females, 65%. How many of you felt very lonely? 60%. How many of you felt overwhelming anxiety? Females, 57%. How many of you feel overwhelmed by all that you have to do? Females, 89%. 89% feel overwhelmed by everything they have to do. How many of you have more than average and or tremendous stress? 57% of females. How many of you felt hopeless? Uh, females, 48%. Uh, the males were also uh, uh, surveyed. Most All those numbers were lower for them, anywhere from 10 to 20 points lower. So females are experiencing it more than men. It also means that there's a lot more girls in college today than boys. Uh, the last study I saw was 70% women and 30% males in, uh, on average on college campuses. So I have these two women here. I thought I'd ask them some questions about what's going on for women in college. So the first question I have, oh, by the way, first of all, thank you for coming. Uh, first question I have is, what is the mental health? From your perspective, the, the women you know who are your age, um, in or out of college, um, what are their mental, what's their mental health like? Do you see anxiety? Do you see stress? Do you see depression? Do you see all those kinds of things? I definitely do see a lot of anxiety and depression and throughout colleges and just our age of girls, but... I also think part of it can also be a fad. I think it's everybody's depressed, everybody's got anxiety, and it's just something we talk about online. Like, I see more tweets and posts on Instagram about depression and anxiety than I see about happy things, because it's quote-unquote relatable, but maybe not so relatable. Just Do those posts match up to what you see in, in real life? So when you see those people who are posting about being so sad or upset or stressed or whatever, does it match what you see around you every day? Not always. It's Maybe they cover it up when they're in public, but I don't see the genuine like stress in, in their physical being than I do if they're just tweeting about it or whatever. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I also think that stress and anxiety is also just like heightened in college for a lot of people just because um, people haven't been or haven't had to like be completely on their own, manage their time on their own, make decisions for themselves completely. And um, I think that having so many options and possibilities and choices of people to be friends with and choices of 
what to do, what classes to take, what major to choose. I think that's overwhelming in itself for a lot of people. I also think that mental health in regards to body image is really intense in college for a lot of people. Um, I feel like I'm surrounded by more people who have eating disorders or um, have unhealthy relationships with working out and stuff like that. And so I don't know if that's more prevalent. I see that more prevalent because um, I just haven't been around that many people before or if it's something to do with, like, college-age girls. It's interesting because I've met a lot of, of girls who are in college and they I get the sense that, you know, in a lot of places, not everywhere, but a lot of places, they'll, they'll go to class in their sweats because they don't care. They can, they'll go in their pajamas because they don't care. But what you're saying is they care about how they look to the point where, for some, many of them, it's unhealthy. Is that true? Yeah, and I just um, have noticed there's just a lot of energy around talking about being healthy or making comments about being fat, making comments about... Um, like needing to go to the gym or eating healthy, and there's a lot of shame around um, just, like, eating bad or just, like, I feel like what would seem to, you know, the majority of people as, like, normal college behaviors, like having late-night snacks or, like, sleeping in really late and stuff like that, but there's, um, I don't know. It's surprising to me how many people um, are, like, really hard on themselves and really hard on other people about it. Do you think, this may sound like a loaded question, do you think that's different when you're in a sorority versus like in a, it feels like a dorm a dorm or apartment environment? Because there's so much of that. Um, I mean, I think the whole process of getting into a sorority sometimes feels like a meat market. Kind of, you know what I mean? Like a lot of it's about your personality, your look, and your energy, and how you come across, I think. We've talked about that before. I wonder if that uh, contributes. Um, I think that, yeah, being in a sorority probably does heighten it just because you're, I mean, I live in a sorority house right now, so I'm surrounded by all women my age who we also all know each other and feel comfortable with each other enough to, like, maybe even if we're not best friends, but I feel like when you know someone, you're more open to, like, making comments like that, and so maybe that's why I feel like I hear it more. I also think that for some people, there probably is, like, just a lot of pressure from, like, seeing other people and just, like, um, like comparing themselves to other sorority girls. Um, there, I know there is a lot of comparison that goes on, and that probably makes it hard and, like, heightened for a lot of people. Is there also a lot of competition? I mean, you know, it's, uh, you, know there, you guys have been driven since you were babies to be the best and be in the best teams and get straight A's and go to good colleges. I mean, there's been all that pressure about being perfect in everything, looks and activities and grades and everything. I wonder, um, because of that, I think you all have been sort of brought up to be ambitious and competitive. I'm not, I'm not judging that as being all bad. I wonder if that sort of carries over into the look stuff and the comparing. With uh, the grades and the comparing and all that, I think it's people are taking it to be more cool if you were like, oh, I didn't go to class all week this week. Like, I didn't go to class at all. But I don't. Maybe that's just what I've learned from my school, especially from guys. But I think I don't know if the competition thing really goes into a huge play. But because I think it's more okay to do whatever you want. But like what my friend here was saying, <laughs> she. Uh, I think there is so much energy surrounded about by 
body image, flat out. Maybe not, I don't see it as much for like school and that much judging on pretty much anything else but body image. Yeah, that's sad, isn't it? I mean, I, mean, I, I, I get it when, when girls are going through puberty, when they're in middle school, all the changes, that it makes more sense that they'd be more insecure and all that and so focused on how they look and comparing. I, I'm surprised that when they get to be 18, 20, 22, 23 years of age, that that's, but I guess I'm not surprised, but it's just, I guess it bothers me that it's gotten worse. It sounds like what you're saying is it's even more heightened. How about other mental health things? Do you see a lot of depression? anxiety? Do you see girls who get stressed? And you said before you did. I, I also see even in high school girls, they tell me, it's, it's, you said it's a fad. It's kind of like, if I'm not stressed, I'm not normal. It's almost, and I think some of them tell me that that's like a competition. Who's, who stay up the latest? You know, who did the most homework? Who, who's the most stressed? And I wonder if you see that kind of thing in college as well. Yeah, I definitely see that, like, it's weird to say, but, like, a competition over who's more stressed because, like, um, I know that I feel like if I go up to a group of people, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have two tests today. I'm so stressed. Well, then someone else has to have three tests today and a paper due tomorrow or something like that. Like, um, and so, I don't, and, like, the first thing, if I ask someone how they're doing, it, the answer is usually, oh, I'm so stressed. I have so much to do today. Oh, my gosh. I just failed a test. Ha, 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 whatever. There's so much energy around it. Um, and I don't, I don't know if we, like, are consciously making it a competition, but I think it is, like, embedded in our brains that, like, we should be stressed out or, like, we're not doing enough or, you know. And I've noticed this ever since I was in, like, middle school, but, or, but in college it's been, oh, I was at the hour, I was at the library for four hours last night. Oh, really? I was there for eight, like, or I've been in the study hall. I, I slept there. <laughs> but... And even in, like, middle school and high school and in college, I feel like when I would say things like, even going back to the body image thing, like, oh, I don't like my chubby cheeks. I have a really round face. I don't like my chubby cheeks. And someone says, oh, you don't have chubby cheeks. Look at me. It's just who's worse, in a sense, makes them better or gets them more attention or whatever it is. But, yeah. It's also true that the adult world is more stressed. There's all kinds of studies I've read that says adults are more stressed, they're working more hours, they're more unhappy. So you've sort of grown up with that around you. The whole system, educational system, is stress-inducing, I think, with all the pressure about you know knowing your whole life story by the time you're 18, and you should know your career choice and, and your major and all those kinds of things. So I think that's been built in to you guys. So it doesn't surprise me, I guess, that doesn't just fall flat when you go to college. Um, let's switch gears for a minute. What's, what's the social scene like? Now that you guys are a little bit older, um, what's it like? Um, when do people go out? Do they go, do they go out a lot? By the time people are sophomores, juniors, and seniors, do they settle down compared to what they were like their first semester? I'm just curious. I think that there's, um, like, a lot more of a, like, healthy mixture for a lot of people. Um in like sophomore, junior, senior years of college than there is freshman year. I think that freshman year you feel a lot of pressure to go out, a lot of like shame if you don't or a lot of like fear of missing out if you decide to stay in and stuff like that. And I think that for me at least I've noticed that sophomore year a lot of that has gone away and um, people are more okay with you deciding whatever you want to do. And I see like 
there's friend groups who still go out like three or four or five times a week and then there's friend groups who never go out and there's just a lot more of a mix of people and what their choices are and I think that's more normal and more accepted like as you get older um I think it also has to do with like just people's classes getting harder people becoming more busy and stuff like that um people dating people and just like all these factors that aren't as prevalent freshman year but it's also I think due to people just being more accepting of choices and just kind of realizing that maybe like going out isn't the best part about college you know and that's not what it all has to be about since you mentioned it, what is the dating scene? The high school girls who I did a podcast with recently, they were talking about how uh, that dating, that there isn't that much dating in high school, that if they do it short term, they, their sense is that most boys aren't up to the task of being a good boyfriend, so it's not worth it. Um, and they'd rather have guy friends than boyfriends. Uh, and that a lot of them are anticipating. I asked them, you know, in college, what do you, what would you say is your, uh, your, your sense of what will it be like? And most of them said, my guess is I probably won't date that much. It's not that important to me. I mean, if I meet Mr. Perfect, you know, then that's fine. But I'm not going to, it's not that big a deal. I'm not expecting it. From mine, my experience, I think freshman year is almost solely about the hookup life. Just not having anything serious doing whatever you want to do and no ties at all. But what I, so when I left my university and went to go visit this current year, I noticed all of my friends were in relationships, like almost all of them. Yeah. And I don't know if that's just my school or just my group of friends, but in even, I have a lot of guy friends at my school and all of them had girlfriends and very interesting mix yeah I would agree with that that freshman year not so much and probably as you get older more people start dating which I mean seems normal but um I also think that at least from the people that I hang out hang around um the people who are in relationships like they're um it's like a very serious dating relationship like a lot of them plan to get married like they talk about their futures a lot with these people and yeah and it's it's interesting because I think that um like if they don't want to be that serious, then they don't. Then they won't call it dating. And that people really only want to say, "Oh, I have a boyfriend," or "Oh, I'm dating someone," when they are very confident that it, like, that they're the one. So I think that that's probably why a lot of people are just like hooking up or having things with people and just like kind of casually like talking to people and that kind of thing. I feel like is more common, um, unless they're like very set on staying with this person for a long time. Okay, since you mentioned dating, let's talk about the dating scene in college. So I, even the high school girls I talked to a few weeks ago when we did the senioritis in the high school scene podcast talked about how there isn't that much dating in high school and they think boys aren't up to the task. I'm just curious about what your experience is at the college level. Are people dating? Are they not? Um, I would say that at least this year I'm a sophomore compared to my freshman year. Um, there is a lot more people who are dating, I feel like. Um, I think that freshman year there was a lot of just, like, talking and hooking up and no-strings-attached kind of relationships with guys. Um, but now a lot more people, even even I see with, like, my older friends, like juniors and seniors, are, you know, settling down. And then, um, yeah, but there is a lot of still, like, 
like different layers of dating. Um, there's like people who say that they're just talking or they have a thing or they're like, are you seeing someone? Like, I don't know. There's so many different words for it and no one really knows what it all means. But then like, w- like all that stuff, I feel like it can be still kind of high school-y, kind of immature. Um, but then I've noticed that the people who are in committed relationships and are, you know, openly like, yeah, I'm dating someone and they're not weird or sketchy about it, then those relationships are more serious. And I have a few friends who like are, um, like talk about like long-term futures with their boyfriends and stuff like that. And I think that's a lot more common in the later years of college. Yeah. Picking their kids' names already. Yeah. I've definitely found the the long-term dating thing a lot because there's I know a handful of girls just a year older than me that who were like just got engaged and getting married and engaged, engaged and married like there's people when I was still in high school and they were freshmen in college and they were getting married and having a kid and really starting their lives but I and I think that's a lot more common now than it would have been like 20 years ago but I feel like a lot of people are in a rush to find that person and to be with them forever because everything has been games. So when they do find that a person that isn't playing those games and who isn't just talking or just hooking up and it's a real thing, like it, everyone freaks out and, you know, <laughs> they're like, oh, my God, this is it. <laughs> Don't let go. Exactly. That's interesting because I also talk to a lot of women your age and a little bit older who, who are so focused on their career and getting their career and doing well in college and getting their master's and they want to graduate from college and move to New York or Chicago or someplace. So, so boys are just sort of an impediment. You know, it's kind of like a roadblock almost, they feel like. Yeah, I think that there's, I feel like you told me this, Tim, or maybe I've heard it somewhere else that there's, you know, people feel like there's such a rush to get married and you know settle down but in reality that's like the year to get married is all is becoming like older and older and so I feel like there's still to some extent um like a pressure in society to like you know find someone and like not be alone and you don't want to be single um but then the people who are able to kind of like let that go and just like focus on themselves I think probably end up being a lot less stressed and more happier in regard to their singleness um, but yeah, I, it's interesting because the age of marriage is like getting older, even though people like, it seems like, like, I don't know, I guess when you're in that position, it feels like everyone around you is like settling down and, you know, getting married or as a boyfriend and stuff like that. But in reality, that might not be the case. I hear that a lot from women who are like 28 or 30 or 32. It's kind of like, oh my gosh, are there any good guys left? And I, I'm getting older, and maybe I, I might want to have kids. And oops, I'm 31, 32. I think I I hear them saying those kinds of, or feeling that kind of pressure, then not as much at your age. So it surprised me that some people your age are already feeling that. Let's switch gears. Talk about more like the substances um, that are going on in college. I.e., are people smoking? Are they vaping? Are they um, how many people are drinking? How much is there much pot? I mean, I'm just curious about at this point uh, in history, what, what's the scene like in that way? Well, in regards to smoking and 
smoking cigarettes and vaping and juuling, I think there's a very high number of people that do it because like Old Row, which is all the crazy stuff of college is pretty much Old Row and jewels are all over Old Row and smoking cigarettes is all over. It's, it's like a social media account and it's covered in crazy drinking and binge drinking and uh, inappropriately dressed girls, all that kind of stuff. And I think everyone's making jeweling, especially our age, which I think is where the whole jeweling thing started before going down into high school and younger, uh, has been huge. Same with smoking cigarettes. Like, I see people smoke cigarettes at bars all the time. And I think it's just when they're drunk. I don't know anyone. Cigarette cigarettes. I don't know anyone that smokes them sober by choice, but I know a lot of people do it, like, when they're drunk and have been drinking. And I think, like we were saying, I don't, I don't know if this got on the recording, but we were saying earlier that a lot of people drink a lot freshman year and then not so much when they get older just because the fear of missing out kind of goes away and all that. But I've noticed a lot more other drugs in college. Like, a lot of Adderall, cocaine, marijuana is pretty much the same from high school. Cocaine, really? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just noticed it's easy to get, and people think it's fun, and I guess. And the Adderall, meaning they have their own prescription because they're ADD, or because some of their friends have it, and there's finals coming up, and so they buy them from people. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of people who will buy, like, Adderall or other, like, whatever the other drugs are that are like Adderall. For studying, yeah, people will buy it off their friends, but then I also think that that kind of turns in, for some people, it turns into, like, almost a reliance or an addiction to it that will buy it regularly. People snort it, um, like, all kinds of things. I I would say that, um, like, other drugs, like, hard drugs um, are still kind of taboo, in my opinion. Um, Not that they don't go on, but that they're still kind of like a, oh, that's kind of sketchy, or oh, that's like, I don't know if I want to get involved in that. There's there's still a lot of, like, negativity about it, which, I mean, I think is good, but I wouldn't say that that's, like, completely gone away. There's still probably a small population that, you know, chooses to do that. But like she was saying, like, drinking and smoking weed, I feel like, is still pretty consistent. First of all, I'm glad to hear that there's a negative vibe around things like heroin and opioids. And things, uh, that's what you're saying, I guess. But I'm just curious, like, what, what percentage of kids you think smoke uh, weed? Is it like small percent, 10 percent? Is it half, 25? Just ballpark. I would say it really depends, but I have... It's definitely, I know, I mean, I have a, you know, a couple of people I know that do it every single day, but I would say mostly it's just people like, oh, after we go out, well, we can go back and smoke a joint or whatever. And then it's very little and happens very unoccasionally. But I'd say it's maybe 25% of people do it every so often. I mean, I would maybe say a little more, like, I think there's a difference between, like, oh, like, do you smoke weed? And then 
like most people would be like, no, I'm like, I feel like there's a really small percent that do it like all the time, maybe like 10, five, 10. But, um, and then there's, I would say a lot of people have done it at some point or do it once a month, every couple months and stuff like that. I would say that's probably a lot higher. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know. So last topic, I think. I want to talk about, um, when I talk to girls, even as young as middle school, and especially in high school, that they're already really stressed about their futures. Like they feel like they should know what they're going to do with their life, all that kind of stuff. We mentioned that earlier. I'm curious, in college, do the, do the men and women, are they stressed about that? Do they, are they stressed about finding the right major? I mean, because usually people switch around a lot and change majors, but I'm just wondering, are people like freaked out like if I don't know by the time I'm 20, I'm screwed? I don't know if there's much of like a time frame on it, but for me, since I decided not to go back to school this this year, it's been I've had every couple days or so I'll have like a little kind of like a little panic attack and just kind of be like, "Well, I'm not in school, I'm not doing anything, I'm just working." Everyone must be disappointed. Like, what am I doing? That's my biggest thing is disappointing other people. Because I am I can be comfortable going to school in a year or two. But some people are like, why would you do that? What would you do wrong? Yeah, I think that there's a lot of... I, I would say there's a really wide range of it. I think there's, a, there's some people who know exactly what they want to do and are already taking internships and you know, volunteering and shadowing and doing side jobs and all this stuff, like, for their career, and they're, you know, super confident in it and excited for it. And I think there's some people who, like, have chosen a major but don't really know what they want to do with it yet. Maybe it's just something that they find interesting. And then there's some people who uh, have changed their major a few times, still don't really know, um, and stuff like that. I, I think there's a really wide range, but I also think that there is still a pressure to decide. I don't think that has gone away at all. I think that if you tell someone, especially if you're a sophomore or junior in college, I think that if you were to tell uh, someone that you have no idea what you want to do, they would kind of raise an eye and be a little concerned, Like, um, which, I mean, I think is dumb. It doesn't really have to be like that. There's not that much of a rush. Yeah, but there is <clears throat> for sure a lot of pressure. I wouldn't... I don't know. I think it's just a cultural thing, too. I wouldn't even say it's from from just your teachers or just your parents or just your friends. I would say that everyone kind of thinks like, well, if you haven't decided by the end of sophomore year, you're getting a, little, getting a little close. Yeah, if you're not in school, if you haven't picked yet, yeah. Which, yeah, so there definitely is a lot of pressure. I get a lot of comments of people saying, even like people who are close to me, saying, so are you just going to get comfortable working a restaurant job for the rest of your life and sure if that makes you mad then yeah <laughs> but it's just very I feel like people can be very degrading about not not having a plan or not knowing any idea what you want to do you guys know me for a while so you know I've said this before so I'm saying this to the people listening um I always I always encourage people your age and younger to talk to adults interview people and say, when you were my age, when you were 19, 20, whatever, did you know you'd be doing uh, then what you're doing now? And almost everybody you, you will interview will say no. 
I had no idea I'd be doing this. Now, even somebody who may have been an engineer, I've met so many people who had like a degree in some kind of engineering who are now like, you know, venture capitalists or they're running businesses that, that in this, it's, on the outside, looks like it has nothing to do with engineering, but, but they learn how to solve problems. They learn how to think. They learn how to be analytical thinkers. I mean, they use what they learned in certain fields, just like people who get a major in psychology, uh, people who get majors in communications. So those are kind of the things that you can take those skills and apply them to a lot of things because most people, especially today, with the, with the quick change in, in stuff, right, and all the new technologies and new careers that most people don't really know, even if they know, like the people you're talking about, oh, I'm set in my thing, I'm going to be a business major, I'm majoring in marketing, that doesn't mean jack squat, you know, when, they, when they're 23 or whatever and get out of college. It gives them some kind of background, but doesn't really direct them to this career. They're going to have to meander around probably and, and figure it out. Um, it, it, it saddens me that, that most people in your generation don't know that. They, they have the sense of, I should know it now. And if not, I'm behind. I'm, And even like, like you're saying, you're taking a little bit different course. There's so little room for that. People judge people who take gap years, quote-unquote, or who do it different. I, that's, that saddens me also because some people just need to do it in a different way. There isn't a way, but your whole life has been a way. True or false? Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, your whole life has been a way. That's definitely true. And then I think that with the, um, with the college thing or what you do after high school, um, the question is, where are you going to college? It's not, so what are you doing next year? And I, I mean, probably when I was younger, I would ask people that too, like, where are you going to college? But now I've kind of switched my question because I realize that that's not, um, the path that everyone decides to take, whether they want to go to college at some point or not at all, um, there isn't a requirement that you have to go to college right after leaving high school. And so I've started to say, like, oh, do you have plans for next year? Or, oh, what do you think you're going to do when you graduate? And stuff like that, just <laughs> because it, I feel like that puts less shame or less guilt on people who don't decide to go to a university three months after they graduate high school, you know? Last quick question. Uh, what advice would you give to uh, someone who is in a high school senior right now who are thinking about going to college? Just from what you've learned in the last couple of years, any advice you would give them about um, making it the best experience that they can? I think that that's like a good transition from what you were just talking about because I think that um, one thing that I have been giving high school seniors advice about is, um, I mean, it just is so intense, the <laughs> deciding process of where people want to go to college. And I feel like I've told a few different high school seniors just this year, like, um, that it will all be okay. It will all work out. And if it doesn't work out, you can switch, you can transfer, you can take a year off, you can change your major. And I think that these are all things that your college counselor in high school doesn't necessarily tell you that, um, like, a lot of, like, if you want to go to a big state school, chances are you're gonna, you'll have a similar experience at any school. You know, you'll meet different people, but you'll probably have the sim similar opportunities, similar uh, major choices, similar clubs and activities to join. Um, and so, I don't know, I, I just have been encouraging 
girls to not put so much pressure on that decision and then also the decision to choose your major because, like we were just talking about, that's bound to change. And, um, yeah, just not looking at it with such a, you know, like, closed-minded, I don't know what the word is, but, yeah, like a narrow, yeah, yeah, exactly, and that there's so many things that are bound to change and so many options that if one thing doesn't work out, um, you can always switch up your path or your, you know, plan. I would say what you were saying for sure. And like, it's okay to go into college being an undecided major. It's okay to not even go to college that first year or ever, if that's not what you want. It's like exactly. It's a whole new game now. It's, it's not what other people decided for us. It's what we want to do and what high school girls want to do or whoever wants to do. It's their life. And what everybody says this, but it's actually really true. When you get to college, you can really be your true authentic self and find your true authentic self and be that without judgment because you can find people who are going to be loving and accepting and be best friends with the real you. So I think that was pretty cool to actually find and find true. One of the things I also tell tell people your age and younger a lot is uh, if they decide on college, I always tell them it's not so much where you go that's important, it's how you go. Like you're saying, you're, you, you make it what you, what you want. You, you know, it doesn't matter where you go as much as what efforts you put in, how involved do you get, do you, re, do you reinvent yourself, or you... Do you go out with different kinds of people? I mean, you can make it anywhere what you want, basically. Thank you all so much for your insights. I hope the parents who are listening to this um, learned a little bit more about what's going on for, for people your age in college. Also, it might be a good thing to listen to this podcast with your, your daughter or your son, I guess, who are maybe in high school, just so it might open up some conversations about their thoughts about what's coming up in the next couple of years. Uh, thanks for tuning in every two weeks for these podcasts. Um, if you want more information about all the things that I do, just check out the website at drtimjordan.com. Uh, and there, you'll find also every other week there's a blog that comes out. Actually, I did a blog about six months ago called, I think it was called, It's What's What's More Important Than Where You Go to College Is How You Go. So you can read about that as well. I will see you back here for a new podcast in a couple of weeks. Thanks for tuning in and share these with your friends if you like them. Thanks one more time for you guys, for your insights. And we'll talk to you all in two weeks. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.